This is Realty Talk with Ellie and Galen. Welcome to episode 54 of Realty Talk with Ellie and Galen. Um, I think we're, it's been a few weeks. It's been a few weeks since we've done one together. It has been. Four weeks probably? Three weeks? No, not four weeks. Three? Maybe three, yeah. Um, so since our last episode, um, I've pretty much done nothing, but Ellie did something pretty cool. What'd you do, Ellie? Do you want to give the, I, I, I alluded that you were not here last time I did an episode, which is two weeks ago. I got married. You want to expand on that? Just. I got married. I got married. There you go. So it's now, did you officially change your name? Uh, no. Um, I struggled with that a bit personally because I didn't want to change my name. There aren't many gents in the world. Um, so I'm hyphenating it and then professionally I'm going to stay gent. So Ellie gent and, and it's, con- it's going to be conger gent. Are you supposed to put the f- guy's name I first? Do it however I want it. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I don't know. I didn't know that. I have, I have no idea how it's supposed to be. Um, I just figured that's e- doing conger gent is easier because then if I just shorten it to Ellie gent, it continues to make sense. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. That was um, that was my train of thought. My my wife changed her name, but she kept her name for massage because people yeah. knew her. Like people know her by her last name, yeah. maiden name, way more than they know like Gina Trombley. That was my train of thought too. It just I'm too established as Ellie Gent already, and yeah, and I know a lot of people. I think I think as we go forward in life, because well, actually we just talked about it, getting married. Like marriage is now like ten years later, yeah. but now. People are getting married well into their professional. Well, I say well, but more into the professional careers than they did mm-hmm. before. So I think that it's a little harder to do now, especially when you. Because I know there's, I we have some family friends that haven't changed their name because of professionally yeah. they're just known by that, um, or they hyphenate it for that purpose. So um, did, did, was it fun? Yeah, it was a lot of fun. We we went to Hawaii. Uh, my dad grew up there, um, not not on the island we were on, but it was, he still had a lot of fun. And suddenly I discovered that this man has been fluent in Hawaiian Creole his entire life and didn't teach me any of it. Your dad? Yeah. Really? He grew up fluent in Hawaiian Creole. And so he still does. He still still speaks it. it. He does. I know he does because when we were there, it started coming out. He'd, he'd start like calling, he called this group of kind of mean looking guys, mooks, which apparently means mean looking guys. (laughs) And to their face? Like, no. Oh. No. He was. He said we were we were going somewhere, and he said I don't want to drop you guys off here. There's some mooks in the corner, and we were like, what What are you talking about? And apparently, it just means mean looking guy. And mooks. Um, he used to get beat up a lot when he lived there, so he's very suspicious of of uh, certain certain people. Hawaiians, but, bunch of thugs. No, not not Hawaiians, but like there's there's some I guess there's gang stuff in Hawaii, which I didn't know. But it was it was a lot of fun, and my dad had a lot of fun like reliving his. The fun parts of it. Is that his first time back? No, he's been back um, at least one one other time that I know of because we went, went there for his brother's wedding once. Oh, so you've been before. I have been before. Oh, okay. I'm disappointed because this time I didn't see any glow-in-the-dark scorpions. And when I was a kid, my uncle showed, well, like rolled over a rock and they have glow-in-the-dark scorpions. And I didn't, I, I searched high and low. I also caught a gecko. That was all I wanted to do. My son would love that. He's He, he watches They're everywhere. This, he watches this cartoon and one of the characters is named Gecko. So, um, so, um, what island were you guys on? We were on the Big Island. Is it really just called the Big Island? Yes, uh, it, the island of Hawaii. But it's, it's referred to as the Big Island. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
And I've never been to Hawaii. It's on my bucket list. Did you guys get married like beach? Did you get married like in like a little like resort? Did you get married in like a so we hideaway? Airbnb'd it, um, and then we just got married in the backyard of the house we Airbnb'd at, which was it was it was really nice. Um, I love Hawaii. It's I told John before we got there. It's like you wait every like the Hawaiian breeze scent mm-hmm. that they sell. I mean that's not what it smells like, but the air there is phenomenal. It just smells good when you step off the plane. And we got off the plane. He got it smells good. <laughs> um, so how many people went? Did both your families go, or no. was it just it was small? Just just his parents and my parents was how it was originally supposed to go. And then my dad opened his mouth and invited his family, who still a lot of them still live in in Hawaiian California areas. Gotcha. So it was easy for them to just. Yeah. Come. Um, and I mean, I'm happy to see them, but it ended up being a little bigger of a ceremony than we, John and I originally wanted. Yeah. Um, and my mom's brother-in-law and her sister were there too, which was great because, um, uncle Brian's one of my favorite people and he knew that John and I just wanted it to be quick and over with. So every time I turned around, he was there with a cigar or a beer, (laughs) just trying to make the, the evening go smoothly. Um, it was, it was a lot of fun. It was a good time. Um, no, that's good. Well, we're very happy for you. And Thank you. Now you're back and yep. ready to go. Yep. And d- you got a ring on now. I didn't even notice. Yes, I do. Oh, I you're don't... fidgeting with. Oh, you're fidgeting with it right now. Yeah, I like. To, well, I, I don't really wear it that often. I because we got tattoos too. Ring tattoos. What's the tattoo of? Two twenty. The month and year we got married. It's in oh. Roman numerals. For those of you who can't see, and the reason we didn't do the actual full date of our wedding Wait, is 220? because February twenty twenty. Oh, was it? Oh, it says two and then two and then twenty XX. Yeah, so we are gonna do two seventeen twenty, but seventeen is a lot of Roman numerals, and it wouldn't fit on our fingers, <laughs> so we had to compromise. Fair enough. And just go with month and. Did you get it in white done? Yep, we got it done by um, some really nice kid in a local shop. Cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, the the ring thing I used to fidget with a lot. Now I've just gotten used to it. And when I actually first got my ring, it was too tight. And I put it on like that day, like I, I could get it on my finger, but yeah. it was like scary. To it get hurt off. to pull off to the point where like you had to keep yanking, and finally it would come off, and like it felt like your skin was like ripped, like Ugh. or scratched. And now this one is good. But it's only fallen off a couple times, like if I've washed my hands or taken a shower or something. And a lot of the times I can catch it, like I'll feel it sliding off because yeah. of the water, but it stays on, and I can pull it on and off easy. Um, but I don't even know it's really on. I still. I pull it off like for gym, the gym and stuff, but I keep it on 99% of the time. Yeah. And I've gotten to the point, like every once in a while I'll take it and I'll spin it, but um, I just don't want to ever lose it. Yeah. I, I put my, like, I think from the ring, yeah, I had I had Gina's name stamped in there and I have the date we were married stamped in. Oh, so that's like, so cool. Yeah, so like I, partly so I don't forget and then partly, <laughs> it's kind of cool. It's not, What's my wife's name again? Oh, there it is. Yeah, it's, it, how do you spell it? Um, <laughs> No, but it, it's nice like, the date I remember, but it's nice. Like the year is like, wait, what year? Because I always forget like what yeah, year we actually got. the older you get, the worse it's going to get. Yeah, so. What um, year was it quick? 17. Oh, I just looked. 17. Oh. This will be our th- three-year anniversary Aww. next month. So, but it's the idea that like when you, um, I just thought that was kind of cool. I didn't have it, have it at the time. I got it, I got it in, um, engraved or whatever when I got back or stamped or however they do it. But um, I just thought you yeah, fidgeting with it. So I said, definitely, definitely new. Um, no, I, I mean, yeah. Well, it was still new to you. Like, it's it not is. like you've. Like I've never wore any kind of jewelry before, so like now that I have something, it's, I mean, now it's like a part of me. I'm, I'm used to it, but oh, yeah. when, when all of a sudden it's like weird when you first have it on because you put your hands together and you're like, what is that? Now well, I've been wearing the engagement ring for a while. Um, oh, that's right. Yeah. But it's probably more weird for John now. Yeah. He, he has an anxiety with rings because he's like convinced they're not going to come off of his finger. Um, I so the same. I had yeah. to 
um, convince him, show him that, cause he would just pull directly off and you kind of have to twist when you take a ring off. Like you have to dump, bump it over your knuckle a little bit and mm-hmm. he would just pull straight up and then freak out and then his hand would tense and all the blood would get in there and he would just freak out. Um, and, and now he has learned how to appropriately take a ring off. So getting them on was a little hard though. Cause we were, it was like 90 degrees and we were both just boiling to death under the sun and our hands were like, you know, down here. So the blood was going to him. And then when I tried to put the ring on his finger, it like wouldn't go on. And everyone started laughing. Fat knuckles. Yep. Fat knuckles. Um, so, all right. So we'll just title this Ellie got married, but what, what is your topics? I think our, our, uh, it should our, be fast. our topics will be fast. So you basically just, and I'm not even going to talk about what I did because it's not what as cool do? as getting married. I, we went on like a family vacation. Oh, that's lame. It was warm. I know compared to like getting <laughs> married, like, so I, I guess we went and had dinner at the spot we got married at, which That's we try cool. to do every year. We'll say every year. We've gone back a few times. This is the third year back, I think. And we've had dinner there. This is the second or third time we've had dinner That's there. That's a nice tra- tradition to have. Yeah. So yeah. Well, we got married in April. So I don't think I'm go- She might go back down. I don't think I'm going to go back down in April. But um, the one year anniversary, we actually went and had dinner the day of our anniversary. Oh, like, that's awesome. So like our like the full our actual yeah one year anniversary we had dinner at the same location where we got married at which is cool so nice. so that's it but I, I didn't get married this year so Ellie wins that one um, Ellie gets married that would be the title and okay what's your topic so I just wanted to talk about um, how to keep a buyer not not motivated but also happy um, when it's a seller's market and sometimes it can take a really long time to find the the one the home. Um, just because, you know, I, I have had over the last entire year of my experience, um, I have had a few buyers that took months to find a home with, uh, as long as six months. And I, I actually have a couple right now I've been working with for going on six and hopefully it won't keep going on. But I mean, I enjoy working with them, but I feel bad because, you know, you can get frustrated when you've seen a hundred homes and you just can't seem to find the one or you find the one and because it's so great it goes under contract and then and then you get into a bidding war with other people and you lose um and and it does happen especially like right now when there isn't a lot on the market and everyone's looking um so it's just kind of important to be understanding that they're frustrated and and also understand that it's not your fault it's just you know, it's the nature of the beast and, and just be understanding of them. And, you know, yeah, it, it is really frustrating. And, but you know, if this doesn't work out, it doesn't work out for a reason. And we're going to keep looking, you know, mm-hmm. you're going to find a home and you just have to be patient and, um, just be understanding that they are going to get frustrated most likely. And, and that you're going to be there for them and explain to them that it's not abnormal. You know, they're not having the worst luck ever. It happens. And, and you're going to be there and you're going to keep showing them finding the right homes for them until you know, they'll find the one. The, I've been doing this is my 10th year. I've never, God honest truth, I've never had a client regret the home they bought that they sh- they wish they would have bought a home they saw first. Meaning like if we, if for some reason like, wow, God, we missed out on that house yeah. or something at work or maybe the bidding situation against another offer didn't go your way, then they'll come back and find a home. And a lot of times like, wow, thank God we found this home. Yeah, and that one. So for a reason. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm very big on that. And I think that it's, um, that mindset of every, like to me, everything happens for a reason and just realize that like, don't stress about it. Like there's a reason why you didn't get it for whatever reason that might be. 
Um, it could even be like literally you could have bought that home and it caught fire like a week later. Like yeah. I'm not saying it did, but it, it little things, there's a reason why you weren't, things happen. So um, I think if you kind of live your life by that, I'm very open to like, well, if, even if there's a negative, it's like, well, you know what? Not the end of the world. It, it, be. It's better because yeah. if it would have worked out, maybe something bad happened because it worked out. And no, I think a hundred percent. There's always, a, yeah, there's a reason and it, and it's, it's for the best. And even if, you know, they find the dream home and it doesn't work out there, there are plenty of homes out there. You're going to find the perfect home for you. It's going to be, and you're going to feel it. And, mm-hmm. and if it doesn't work out, then it wasn't, it wasn't the right one. It wasn't meant to be. And you're going to, you'll find your home. Um, so I know I agree a hundred percent in my topic, piggybacking off of that. Um, I heard this analogy the other day. Actually, I don't think I, I heard it. I came up with this after hearing an analogy about something else. And the analogy is real estate is a lot like dating. And the reason I say that is we kind of joke around. Um, every If you're a realtor, this happens. Um, hopefully, this doesn't happen to you as a buyer, but it's, it, it definitely is part of the, the process. You find a home. You make, I'm really hoping this whole thing records. The reason I say that, sorry, side fact, it's blinking. And I had this out and I just put new batteries in. And I'm hoping that the battery's kicked on because sometimes this thing's not... Because I had it unplugged and plugged it. Yeah. If not, whatever. It's blinking oddly, but it's showing that it's... But it's the time's going up. I know, but this happened once before and it didn't record. Oh, no. We couldn't find it. So if not, we'll do a very fast recap episode for five (laughs) minutes. We'll talk really fast. Um, The real estate is like dating. Is the the idea that sometimes buyers will go find a home. They like the home, make an offer. The offer gets accepted. Great potential that the deal falls apart typically if a deal falls apart i would conservatively say 90 percent of the time it's due to some type of inspection issue or some type of agreement you couldn't get on the home inspection um now typically the hardest thing about real estate is that people when they make an offer get super excited they got the offer they got accepted they're excited we're getting this house we know that the process is not as simple as that. It's about an eight-week process. There's a lot of moving parts, a lot of people involved, mm-hmm. a lot of differencing. It could potentially be differencing of opinions. You have the bank. You have people. Everybody's trying to get it closed, but there's there's systems and processes and guidelines and everything we have to follow to get this thing actually closed for you. Yeah. So I always find the process is you make an offer. Everybody gets super excited. And I really find very rarely it, do I find that the buyer at the end of the transaction or the seller at the end of the tr- transaction is as happy as when the house went pending. To, so basically, unfortunately, it is just like this like steady or de- slightly downward spiral until closing. Yeah. And you really try as agents, we try our best to keep everything together, but the car can or the train can go off the rails very fast depending because there's a lot of people involved a lot of Mm -hmm. depending on how the people are depending on emotions depending on personality depending on the buyers and the sellers and the bankers and the attorneys and the lenders and the appraisers and title companies and all the underwriters and all these people that are involved and really if nothing aligns up perfectly the deal could go south yeah now i say real estate is a lot like dating because what happens you get this house you're super excited and the home inspection comes back you don't come to terms and you get your heart broken. Mm-hmm. The deal falls apart. Well, what happens when you start dating someone and you break up? You feel like crap for a few days. You might get unmotivated. I'm not going to date again. Screw boys. Screw girls. I'm not going to ever, you know, 
I'm never dating. Okay. That might be the case. And all of a sudden, well, I'm not looking at homes anymore. Like you, you, you get like battle scars from the situation and then it, it kind of could upset you or, or ruin the whole experience for you. So then you don't proceed with it. Yeah. So, but then what happens? You date again. It might happen again. Or eventually you find your spouse. Yeah. Like I dated people before Gina. You dated people before John. It, it, things happen, but you, you end up with the right person. Mm-hmm. Same thing. You end up with the right house. Now what I find though, unfortunately, is sometimes people, they lose, they get upset at the situation because again, everybody's working to get the deal closed. That's how we get paid. Mm-hmm. I get paid if the house closes. I get paid nothing if it doesn't. Same thing with some people, not everybody, but some people in the transaction, same thing. Don't get paid unless the deal actually closes. So we all have a vested interest to get the deal closed. So we always look at like if a home inspection issue causes a deal to fall apart, I'm always the one where it's like, hey, it is what it is. You know, we can't like live in the past. Now, how can we make the situation better? What's our, like, I'm always, I'm very, very good at what's the next step. Yeah. Oh crap. Bad, bad situation. My reaction is, okay, what's the next step to get us back on the path that we want for buying a home? If a deal falls apart, home inspection falls apart, title issue, appraisal issue, buyers or sellers are do something crazy and back out. I get it. You're upset. I am totally empathetic with it. But at the end of the day, we can like, we can dwell on it. I can get emotionally upset. I can go off the deep end and get pissed at people and maybe make the situation worse, but you're paying me or not the buyer personally, but like I'm getting paid in the transaction to help you. So Mm -hmm. I always look at it as I'm taking a very professional outlook on, okay, the deal fell apart. What's our next step to make sure that we're getting to your end goal, which is finding you a house. Mm -hmm. Maybe that one didn't work out. Hey, guess what? Name of the game stuff happens. Let's move on. We'll find a better situation. Again, everything happens for a reason. Let's find a better um, you know, better home for you. So I always, that's my mindset. If something goes south, it's always, how do we react to it? My, you, my reaction first thought is what's next? What's the next step? But again, it's like dating some clients. I've had this get mad at situation, never look at a home for years or, Hey, I don't like you as the agent anymore. Cause my deal fell apart because of something. And it's yeah. like, well, kind of out of my control, out but, of your hands. but I will try my best to to do as much as I can to remedy, but there's things that even though I want to take responsibility for everything, there is stuff that I can't do. Like it's dependent on, unfortunately things are dependent on people. I wish I could actually was in every single role cause I know I'd get deals done because that's just the way I operate, but yeah. it, it doesn't happen. I, I you know, if you're related, re, relying on and this is the same for lenders. Lenders are relying on us and mm-hmm. attorneys are relying on us and vice versa. But there's a lot of ways that things could go south. So it's always, how do you respond to it? So when, as if you're a buyer or you're a seller, I know you're going to be all in love when you buy that house and you're going to be in the honeymoon phase and everything's going to be great. And then when the de- if the deal does fall apart and your heart's broken, don't give up on finding that perfect spouse or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Keep plugging. You will find the, the better, um, you'll find a better situation. So that's, that's my analogy. Real estate is a lot like dating. Don't. The heartbreak will pass in time. It always does. And a better situation comes through. And Prince Charming, a.k.a. John Conjure, sweeps you off your Conger. feet. Conger. I, I Actually, I think I called him Conjure the whole time in my podcast. And I think he was too nice to say Conger. He was too nice? There's no way he was being nice. He probably just thought it was funny. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. And then we talked about, I think, I think, I think we actually brought up, was, 
I think we brought up uh, dad shoes at the time because he was in the dad shoot face. Oh, yeah, because I, I got him a pair of dad shoes, which he never wears now that I think He did back him. then. Yeah. Bring them back. Yeah. Hashtag bring back dad Probably shoes. Probably doesn't want him want to get dirty. We might, we might, actually, we're going to, we'll, we'll do, uh, we'll do a picture after this and we'll put hashtag bring back the dad shoes. John. Conger. 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 I, I had to look at Ellie to make sure. Con- Ellie, Conger. Conger in your head. Conger, right gent. sound of it. It's Conger. All right. So, um, office quote. Of the week. My mind went blank. <laughs> All right. So when it, no, I got one. Oh, it's okay. when, um, it's, I think it's performance review, the episode performance review. And it's when, um, Michael is the episode before Michael has just made out with Jan and he like thinks he's in a relationship and Jan leaves him a voicemail saying essentially, I'm only coming to talk about work. That is all we're going to talk about. And he comes in to do Pam's performance review. And he's like, Pam, I would say you're a very honest person. She says, thank you. And he says, I have a girl talk question. Oh no. (laughs) Or, or no. And then he says, and you're, and then, and you're a girl. Oh no. Just that. Oh no. Is my quote. Oh no. Um, no, I love it. So my, my, uh, my quote again, going to describe a scene because I can't ever remember the quote verbatim. Is when Michael brings in Oscar into his office and he goes, he goes, Oscar, he goes, yeah, he goes, I have, um, I have a surgery today or a procedure. Oh my God, Michael, are you okay? No, no, I'll be, I'll be fine. But, um, I just want to know I'm getting a colonoscopy today. He's like, oh, well, that's pretty routine. What, 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 what's the sensation that I should feel? And, and Oscar's like looking at him like, is it supposed to be pleasurable? How how should I? What what was the end of line? How can I make uh, it more pleasurable for myself or or for Doctor Lewis? Doctor, yeah, yeah, that's that's it. I knew we mentioned the doctor, uh, and then Oscar gets up and walks out. Yep. and Oscar is the gay accountant on the show. That was, that was a good one. That was a, that was a good episode. Yep. Again, I, I butcher it. Thank you, Ellie, for sweeping that up. Um, all right, that's it. We'll see you next week, episode fifty-five. We hope that this was posted. If not, you guys will never hear this, and you'll hear a very quick recap right after. Oh no. Thank you.